Howdy folks, and welcome to Session Zero, the Choose Your Old Adventure podcast. This is the ninth episode and is a bit of a relaunch of the podcast as unfortunately Tom's life has interfered and he will not be able to continue as my co-host here. So hopefully this is just as interesting to you with only one host as it was with two Assuming I have done everything correctly, you'll also be able to listen to this on your favorite podcast platform. That's right, we're making this as official as we can. Well, I say we, I mean I, because Tom abandoned me. The hosting platform I've gone with only lets me put up a back catalog of 10 episodes, so as I've released 10 episodes on the platform, the 11th one will fall off the end. So definitely do keep up if you want to, and if you don't, that's not a big deal. I'll just send you the audio file. I don't care. That's fine. Today's episode, the main topic for the whole program is Session Zero, the very title of the podcast, and what... I want to focus on is the idea of creating and maintaining a safe space and why that is important when we're gaming together. Certainly my goal when I get together with my friends to play Dungeons and Dragons or any other role-playing game, I want to sit there and pretend to be an elf for a couple hours with some people, have some laughs and roll some dice. While I'm doing this, of course, I do also have the obligation to the other people at the table to try and create a space where they can also get together and pretend to be a dwarf or whatever it is and roll some dice and have some laughs and have a great time. If, however, somebody's made to feel unwelcome, either accidentally or intentionally, that just is going to rain on their parade and ruin their fun, and I certainly don't want any of that, and I hope nobody else does either. So when I'm trying to create this safe space, what I want for is for people to feel like they could be themselves without judgment and without being excluded based on who they are. What you say is a completely different thing, but I don't want anybody to be ba excluded based on who they are as a person. They should feel comfortable expressing their true selves in the group. A key element in making any space a safe space is trust. We need to be able to trust the other people at the table not to be judgmental or exclusionary. One of the things I did as I was preparing for this podcast was to talk to, of all people, my boss at work. One of the points he made was that as a disabled person, he actually does make a lot of what we would consider off-color jokes about disabled people usually amongst his friends. You can, of course, do that kind of thing when you can trust your friends, when you know your friends, and when you have the sense of what is and isn't out of bounds with them. The moment you make a mistake, the other thing to keep in mind in even that close situation is if you do end up making a mistake and upsetting somebody inadvertently, the thing to do is just apologize and move on. I am not saying that anybody can make any joke about anything anytime. What I mean is that once you know who you are with, what the limits are, and you're not being a bigoted jerk, then you can, of course, make the jokes about the more sensitive topics or deal with them in a more respectful tone, whatever the case is. I was using the examples of jokes because that's what was used at the time I was discussing it with my supervisor at work. This brings us now around to our session zero. What we're hoping to do there is to make sure that we as players and game master or dungeon master, whoever's running the game, decide what the themes are going to be and to make sure that we're not going to 
and unintentionally make others feel unwelcome at the table. Usually there's a topic of things that people are going to say might be off limits. People talk about lines and veils, things that there are hard no, and things that we should maybe tread carefully around. All of this, it's really important to have an open and honest discussion. And if you do it right, ideally, nobody's going to be made to feel like they're not welcome for any reason at all. And nobody should be. Whatever your opinions privately on some of the more sensitive topics, it honestly doesn't even matter. All you need to do is know that, hey, this person might be sensitive about this topic, so let's just not talk about it. We don't need to. Any game can be enjoyed, whatever the topics are up for discussion and are going to be brought to the table, or just left outside of it. We're all here to have some fun and roll some dice, as previously stated. So why is Grimm choosing to talk about this topic right now? Well, I'm going to make a bit of a confession. This is actually kind of my public therapy session. I have been running a game for a couple of years on my own private Discord server from before this server became a thing. I had a good time, but unfortunately recently one of my players was unintentionally made to feel unwelcome at the table by two of the other players and confided in me after the end of the session that he wasn't going to be coming back. Now, to my mind, that means that if two people make one person leave, those two people shouldn't get to stay when they made somebody else feel like they had to leave. So it did explode the table even after so many good times together. So for the rest of this episode, what I'd like to do is elaborate a little bit. I don't want to give too many details on the exact incident because, honestly, it's not necessary. What I want to do is focus on some of the things that I did right, some of the things I did wrong, and what I learned from the ordeal, painful though it was. Certainly, I don't want people to have to endure a painful incident for the sake of my learning, but here we are. Deal is done, and I get to pass along my painful lessons to you folks. Hopefully, you won't make the same mistakes I did. First of all, some things that I believe I did right. We did run a session zero together, and we talked about the different themes the campaign would involve. They knew that there was going to be some body horror involved going into it, so we knew that if they weren't comfortable with that, I would have had to change the campaign, or we would have agreed that it was better not to start our campaign at all. That one was definitely right. The other thing I did right was certainly to establish that I wasn't going to tolerate homophobia, racism, or any other form of bigotry at the table. This is where I mentioned at the beginning, I don't even care what you think privately. It doesn't matter. You just don't need to bring it to the table. There's no need to. Another thing that I do feel I did right is I established at the very beginning an X card system. We were playing this on Foundry VTT and they have a module where you can just click on this X card. What it does is it pops up a big X on the screen in the middle of everybody's screen. And importantly, it doesn't even say who put that card up there. This means that if you're not comfortable confronting the group, not a big deal. Nobody even knows it was you. So one of the players did pop up an X card at the beginning of the session. And what it meant was we just stop discussing whatever it was and move on to a different topic. There's no need to discuss it. There's no need to argue about it. We just simply shift. So what caused somebody to put up an X card, especially early on in the game? Well, in this case, it was the use of a homophobic slur. It was actually not ill-intentioned. They weren't meaning to slander anybody or make negative comments about a group, but it just didn't belong at the gaming table. And we moved on 
things were pretty good. There was a little bit of discussion, more than I probably should have allowed, but we moved on and left it behind us. And as far as I was concerned, everything was good. With the addition of a new player and the change in the group composition slightly, things were going pretty well, except one of the new players again used this same homophobic slur and we put a stop to it right away. It was discussed openly at the table and again I thought we put it past us, but there was unfortunately a third incident of very similar lines, but also adding in some inadvertent racism. There is There are certain associations in the D&D races and whatnot between real world problems i don't we don't need the details and i don't want to argue about that point suffice it to say it did make somebody feel unwelcome at the table and that's all we need to know in all three of these cases the events were discussed at the table and we as far as i was concerned they were resolved but unfortunately there were some things wrong with that and i could have done it better I'm going to move on here to what I really should have done in the first place. From the very start, the moment we had that initial incident and any further incidents, which probably would have been avoided if I'd handled it right the first time. Keep in mind, of course, that if at any stage of the process that I'm outlining here, the person that's doing the offensive action isn't expressing any willingness to change their behavior, of course, that is the point where you would stop the process entirely even if it's at the first stage and invite them to leave the table or kick if necessary what i should have done after that first incident i should have spoken to the offender privately after the session all you do send them a discord message and say hey can i talk to you a bit after the session there's no need to make a big deal out of it there's no need to shame them publicly all you do just say hey can i talk to you privately after the session and then have a frank discussion to say, look, this is what happened. This is the problem. Please make sure that it doesn't happen because we want everybody welcome at the table. You don't need to make any threats. You don't need to say anything. Just give a little talk and say, hey, you know, this is a problem. In this case, because I knew who it was who had put the X card up, which isn't the point of it, but I just happened to know because I knew a little bit more about that player's private life. I should have messaged him and let him know that I'd had that little chat because I want him to know that I'm looking out for him on the server. The reason I like to do that first is because the whole goal is for us to continue to have a good time playing together. Part of the other thing is that I think one of the ways to cure homophobia and other forms of bigotry is for people to get to know each other in a fun and friendly context. I want people to reconcile with each other, and I want people to have a good time and learn from each other too. Maybe that's a bit of a lofty goal, but hey, it's part of my goal here. The second incident. Same player, same problem. Well, now is where things get a little bit serious. This is where you say, okay, you know what, let's finish the session, let's have a little chat. And you can go ahead and talk about this maybe in a smaller group. Not the whole group necessarily, but you grab the people involved and you do that private little chat saying, hey, look, this is a problem. We need to resolve. This is the second time it happened. I don't want to have to remove anybody from the server, but we want everybody to feel welcome here. And if not, every, if you're not making people feel welcome, if you're doing the opposite, making them feel unwelcome, you are the one who needs to leave, not them. 
Again, if you end up discussing that in a smaller group with the offender and not the offendee, then I would recommend privately messaging the offendee after the fact to say, hey, this was bad, this was the second time, I've talked to them, I've given them a warning, that's what we, where we're at. They need to know that you are looking out for them on the server. And of course, if it happens a third time, the session immediately stops. We end the game for the night right then and there, and everybody in their group stays on the group chat to have that discussion on what to do. The person can either reform their behavior and stay on the server, or they can refuse to reform their behavior and get kicked. It's up to them, but again, the whole goal of this is always, always, always reconciliation. We want everybody there. We want everybody to be welcome, whatever their point of view, because as I say, that as long as they... We're leaving it at the door and coming in and just being friends and rolling some dice. We're all good to go. After this, of course, if the person refuses to reform their behavior, they're kicked from the table. We can't keep giving them extra chances. It doesn't last forever. That doesn't mean that we close the door, however. In my case, when I kicked those two people out from the server, I didn't block them and I didn't ban them. The whole goal, from my perspective, is absolutely still reconciliation. I want them to change their behavior and be welcomed at my table once again because they have grown as a person or done whatever they need to do to make sure that they can game with others and game well. That can't come at the cost of others being made to feel unwelcome at the table, though. So until we can see some evidence of reconciliation or reformation of the behavior, then we just have to exclude them from that gaming table for the time being. Wow, what a heavy topic, eh? Now, to lighten the mood a little as I bring this episode to a close, I'm actually going to give you a preview of what we're going to talk about next week. Not a preview, a warning. Yes, a warning. Next week, I'm going to have a special guest on. I had one of the people on the server took me up on the offer of a suggestion uh, for the topic. The True Tree will be joining me live. Well, recorded actually. I always record these and release them later. The True Tree will be joining me and we will be talking about recreating characters from fiction into the D&D universe. Now, what that means is he's going to either surprise me or, this is the where it gets really fun, you get to tell me what kind of character you'd like to see him use the rules to recreate in the Dungeons & Dragons setting. Now, he didn't give me a whole lot in the way of guidelines, so to my mind that means as long as you can find the character relatively easily so that he can access it ahead of time and make sure that he understands the character well enough to recreate it in the D&D rules, it should be pretty much fair game. I think the example he gave was like the Terminator, T-1000, right? Good old Arnold Schwarzenegger. Shiwa-chan, as he's known in Japan. So choose a character. Make sure that it's one that's accessible for him to be able to make sure he gets that idea and, and can recreate it. And we should be good to go. Now that we're all official-like and being hosted on a podcast platform, I felt it only fitting that we conclude the episode with our credits. So here they are without further ado. Today's episode was written by Grimm, performed by Grimm, music was performed by Grimm, composed by Grimm, audio editing by Grimm, mixing by Grimm, production by Grimm, and finally, of course, posting it to the web's platform by Grimm. Huh, it's all me. That's what you get for abandoning me, Tom. It's all me now. <laughs>
Got any thoughts on today's episode or want to suggest a character for next week? Please do leave a message in the podcast chat room. It's open to all and I'd love to hear back from you. Until then, I'll see you in two weeks when I'm joined by the True Tree.